You are listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hello, this is Jen. I am so glad that you are tuned in and joining us today. And I have to say thank you because it means a lot you tuning in, especially being a busy woman. I'm excited to have you here. And I tell you, we have an absolute superstar in the house today. Welcome Eileen Harris to the Her Money Matters podcast. It's so awesome to have you here. Thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it. And I love talking about these topics. So I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. Well, this is going to be great. Well, let me tell you, Eileen, from what I've seen, does not play around. And and she is definitely a true business lady. Eileen Harris is a, an award-winning coach and the founder of the Lady Boss Academy. She practices what she preaches. I have definitely seen that by making sales in over 20 countries in her sleep. By simply turning her advice into a successful online business, she has demonstrated that you can have it all. And one thing that I love about Eileen is that she uses the word lady boss and she calls us lady bosses, which is definitely just an empowering. It gives us confidence and it's just a, a booster. So I love that about you, Eileen. So you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. So Eileen, I know that you're a businesswoman, you mean business, you're a lady boss, but let's get a little bit more intimate about you and just the more personal side of Eileen, the wife, and you have a dog, a Bashan, correct? Or Yes, he doesn't think he's a dog, but he's <laughs> definitely a dog. <laughs> so tell me more about that side of Eileen. You know, I... I always thought that to enjoy that side, you know, that personal side that you either had to be born rich, marry rich, win a lawsuit, win the lottery, sort of come into money. And I I never even thought that I would have the opportunity to enjoy things like my husband, traveling, being at home. You know, one of my favorite things to do really is to cook. And it's sort of my little non-business creative outlet. And unfortunately, I don't know how to cook a little bit in anything. Like I can only make like 50 pancakes. I I just haven't figured out how to make any normal portions. So that is hilarious. That's sort of me. Go big or or just watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. That is funny. And tell me a little bit about how you grew up around money. What were your experiences? You know, my parents, they were born in Cuba. Okay. And then they came to the United States and they sort of came with this insecurity, I could say, of I don't speak English. So this is as far as I get, you know, okay. and I'm so grateful to them for coming to the United States. I I know to me that's that's a huge opportunity. I'm so thankful to them. But at the same time, you know, I sort of grew up knowing, okay, let's go fishing. But as we're fishing and boating past these islands, I don't know how familiar uh, you or the person listening is with Miami, but there's a lot of money just (laughs) floating in the water. Yachts, bigger than people's houses, cars that are millions of dollars. Seriously, cars, (laughs) not even houses. And, And to just know that I'm 
literally, I don't know if you guys have heard about this book, but I was like literally my whole life three feet from gold. And it, it was this thing of, well, just because you were born into this family or because we don't speak English, we can't provide these things to you. And there are so many people in Miami that don't speak English that are mm-hmm. uber rich. And it just it just never sat well with me. But, you know, it's, part, it's cultural. You respect your parents. You listen to them. You revere them. And so I did what they said. I went to school. I got good grades. But when I graduated, the economy said, no, you can't mm. get a good job. And I looked one day at myself in the mirror and I said, wow, I just invested all this money in my education and I went all in on this big American dream that all of a sudden was my nightmare. And I said, why not do it for myself? I was willing to do it for somebody else. I was willing to build somebody else's business, increase their sales, you know, add value to other people. Mm-hmm. What is the worst that could happen? <laughs> worst case, <laughs> I'd be just as broke or I'd be just in as much debt. And that was that turning point where I said, somebody isn't around waiting for me a job for, you know, waiting to give me a job. So I sort of have to create something for myself and said, if my parents can create a new life in a new country, who am I not to open up shop and say, Hey, let's see if I can create a job for myself. So that's sort of what got me started a big ice cold bucket of reality in my face. I love that. What you wanted to do isn't going to work out, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it, love it. And what kind of did your parents have money, money conversations with you growing up or give you some advice around money? Yeah, it's more like a lack of money conversation. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so, tell us about that. It was sort of like, hey, I, I know you want this, um, but you know, maybe you should have this instead. Mm-hmm. And money doesn't make you happy. But f- they love lifestyle. And you know what's really funny? about my family telling me to go to school and get good grades. I don't have any employees in my family except my grandmother who (laughs) works at a hospital. They're all business owners telling me to go to school and get good grades. That (laughs) is interesting. I I think just that insecurity, that I think they thought that they had to be business owners because they couldn't speak English and they couldn't get these fancy corporate jobs. They didn't realize they had what everyone in corporate wanted, which was freedom. freedom. And so it's really interesting how you can jail yourself mentally when you have exactly what you want. That is that is an interesting perspective. I love that. And what would you say? And I know you mentioned your com- money conversations uh, were more about around the lack of money. But what is the best money advice you've received? You know, the very best money advice I have ever received is to invest in myself. I used Perfect. to think my business was a website, a storefront, a logo. And when you're a small business owner, you are the business. So something as small as a pair of shoes, your hair, your confidence, your personal development, your coaching, that is building your business. So the best money advice I've received is that, you know, invest in yourself and then do something with that investment. You know, wouldn't that be terrible if you buy someone this great Christmas gift and they just shove it in the garage? That'd be so hurtful. Because I, I take my Christmas shopping seriously, but I digress. The point is, you know, do something <laughs> with what you did for yourself and, and take it seriously and own it. Way to say it like a lady boss. Buy a lady boss, right? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And what uh, would you say is the best money you've spent? 
Oh my goodness, hands down, the best money I spent has been in my lifestyle. And that sounds so okay. counterintuitive for an online marketing coach who can tell you all about how I usually make 10 times what I spend in advertising and all this other stuff. But really, if you want a successful business, first you design your lifestyle and then you build a business to support it. And so having that lifestyle for me has validated my hard work because I used to reward work with more work. And then after a while, the work sort of seemed pointless, you know, (laughs) like, oh, yay, another 16 hour day in exchange for room and board. You know, that's like you would never work for someone under those conditions. You go get a job like, what are my benefits? How can I move up? You know, what are you going to do for me? But when we're our own boss, we're terrible to ourselves. And so the best money I've spent has been in my lifestyle. And every time I do so, my business literally doubles. That is beautiful. And I I love that you brought that up because it is true. You, you're in business for yourself and you just focus on work and then you forget to take care of yourself, uh, which is what you're talking about is about the lifestyle, taking care of yourself uh, and really rewarding yourself and celebrating what you do. Uh, and I think that's, that's beautiful that you, that you're doing that because how many people really do that in business for themselves? Yes. And they think they're being selfless. I think it comes from a good place of let me sacrifice to have more to help others or have more for my virtual assistant or for other people. But you can't give something you don't have. So if you don't refuel your tank, doesn't matter if you're Rolls Royce, you will be on the side of the road waiting for a tow truck. You just have to look at yourself as seriously as you look at your goals. I love that. And I love that analogy too. Yes, because as women, that's that's what we do. We feel guilty and we're the nurturers. So we take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves. Even though I think, I don't know if you agree, I think I've seen uh, a somewhat of a change uh, in the recent years where you see more women that they're, they're not, I can't say don't, they don't feel as guilty, but they are doing stuff to take care of themselves uh, as well. Wouldn't you agree? I agree that. with you. I, I also think, at least for me in my own personal walk, it's because I've also changed who I hang around with, uh-huh. not because I'm excluding people like, oh, you're not cool anymore. Right, <laughs> right, right. Sort of this, you know, I I can't constantly argue with people. Sometimes it's just nice to spend time and grow with people who see things the way you do. So I, at least in my experience, people weed themselves out. It's uncomfortable for me to tell someone, hey, take more risks. And so <laughs> little by little, your friendships, they just start evolving as you start evolving. And uh, I have great memories with other people. But it, as I grow, doesn't necessarily mean I'll be able to make new memories with them unless they grow too. Oh, I and that's, that's just a big challenge for me and my life and for all of us to keep growing and not have fear of loss, right? Because we blame it on the money. But we know if we have a bigger house, that means new neighbors, new friends, maybe a new school for your kids. And and you got to be okay a little bit with letting go of the old to embrace the new. Right. No, I absolutely agree. Because I know sometimes you just outgrow your friends. I always say, they're my friends. I'll I'll still be there for them. But you're right. They have to they have to be on the same level as you. I don't know how to put it better, but a mindset level, the, the not mindset. like a baller yeah, level. Right, right. <laughs> like absolutely. The mindset level, because yes, because I'm trying to say it and not sound like I'm, I'm being snobby. But yes, no, I absolutely love that you said that. And what would you say is your best money memory? You know, one of my best money memories has been my wedding. My husband and I were engaged and we had no money. 
-hmm. his the company he was working for went out of business I didn't have a job coming out of school and I was like, I, I just can't live like this waiting until the bank says, now you're allowed to live your life. And so I set a wedding date and I said, look, if we get married at McDonald's, whatever, it's done. You know, we can get married at a courthouse, but this is a date and that's just my attitude of life. Set dates for your goals. Otherwise, they're just fleeting thoughts. It's just an idea that you came across. And so I did what any broke, desperate bride-to-be would do, I started inviting people <laughs> to my <laughs> wedding. I had not paid the money for the place. I didn't have a photographer. I didn't have a dress. I didn't have food. I literally put an address, a time, and a date on that invitation with no right to do so. <laughs> and my husband's family started buying plane tickets. They're coming from South Africa. Wow. And I even had a bridesmaid flying in from Micronesia. Wow. And so... I had a little bit of pressure and no one knew what was happening. And people were like, hey, you're good. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And it wasn't being prideful. It's just my family didn't have the means to help me. And I was pretty clear on what the problem was. So I didn't see what talking about it constantly would do. I just I just didn't know. If, if I thought that would have solved it, I definitely would have been on Oprah and everything. I promise you. But, <laughs> you know, I just said, what is going on? Whatever. Let's do this. So we partnered with a company. This is an MLM company, which I think is great advice. If, if you're figuring something out, hey, don't go build a product and do everything. Partner with someone who mm -hmm. will pay you just for sharing the message. So we did that. And in 90 days, thank goodness, I saved myself the embarrassment of the century. We saved the wedding. <laughs> we got to work. We made about $13,000 just our third month in the business. Wow. We got the company car, company vacations paid for. It was pretty amazing. And the day of our wedding, you know, my parents knew I didn't have money, but they don't speak English. His parents knew. He, his company had gone out of business, but they don't speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I guess each side of the family thought the other side had paid for it. Oh, that's because funny. Because we didn't tell anyone what had happened. All they knew was is that we got engaged and we got married. And so that was a big lesson to me to never make decisions based on what's in the bank because the bank represents your past. You know, in the past, I had gone to school hoping for a job. It didn't work out. But mm. my future was in my hands and all I had to do was work for it and make it happen. And so it wasn't, yeah, of course, a wedding. That's really awesome, right? That we got married <laughs> and it, I didn't have people show up to like this venue and it was someone else's baby shower. And they're like, no, you definitely those people are not here to get married you know it's been really embarrassing but the real victory there was that I was free I was fearless That's beautiful you know I I wasn't any longer saying well if I have a, a smaller humble wedding what will people think of me or if I have a big wedding what what will happen or what if I spend because I could have made the money and still canceled the wedding and been like oh good I have money for I have this cushion now <laughs> for this next amount of months. And so I just say, take the risk, pay your dues. I made mistakes. I learned from them. Mm -hmm. But just just free yourself mentally. You can't be a slave to this amount. That's, that's crazy to me. That is so self-imposed. And trust mm -hmm. me, it's easier said than done. But who cares, right? Just get it done. <laughs> Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. I love that. That's such a beautiful and inspiring story. And I'm telling you, Ellie, I have another question that I wasn't even going to ask. Have you done any motivational speaking? Because seriously, <laughs> you have got something there for sure. The way you, uh, the story, the analogies you come up with, everything you say, I, just saying, just uh, keep that in mind if you're not doing that already. But that is very amazing. sweet. I just, <laughs> 
trust me, girl, you, you struggle enough that it comes to the point where it's just not okay anymore. Hear, and yeah. you, you just want to live your life. And it's, it's pretty cool what happens when you set a goal and set a goal with purpose. For me, it was a wedding. I don't think I would have set a goal for $13,000. I just, mm. I probably would have made three, <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously. And so find purpose behind your goals. And for me, it was to bring my family together. My parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that having a wedding would be the one time I could have my entire family together. together. Otherwise, why would they, why would they come under one roof? And so gotcha. it just had all these deep, meanings for me and so money is just a resource just like air conditioning just like your cell phone money's never the problem mm-hmm. it's it's really not a problem until you focus on solutions so Love i stopped that. focusing on oh my goodness when are we gonna get married and i started focusing on How? what do i have to do mm-hmm. to make it happen i love that i love that i know one of the things that i've learned growing up with in mindset is instead of looking at, okay, we, cause I grew up here and a lot of we're broke. We don't have enough money. So instead of looking at that way, how can we make this happen? Whatever you're looking at doing, instead of saying we don't have the money is shifting that and saying, okay, what can we do to make this happen? So I love that you think that way. That is awesome. I'm with you girl. <laughs> and what would you say is your proudest money moment? I think one of my proudest money moments was doing something for my little sister. Mm-hmm. It was her sweet 15 and to know, not just that I had the money to take her on a cruise. She didn't want to party. For those of you listening who don't know what a sweet 15 is and that, that sounded weird to you, it's sort of like a, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's like a sweet 16 Hispanic style. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't want that traditional poofy dress like I had and all the whole shebang. <laughs> she wanted a trip. <laughs> I know. I, I, don't, I don't understand her, but it happens. <laughs> and I, I took her on this cruise and my mom went and my husband went. And it wasn't so much the money for the cruise or the presents or the trips. It, it was that I had the time and the option. That the freedom. It, yeah, mm-hmm. that it could happen. And I was like, you know, this didn't cost me a million dollars. And that was another light bulb moment for me. You don't have to be a millionaire to live this supposed millionaire life. Absolutely. And a lot of times we build walls for ourselves. And if you stop building hurdles, then you have less time to go over them. You have more time for the solution and more time to enjoy life. So a lot of times I see my friends even. I'm not trying to be judgy. It's just for example, say, just putting it out there before I say this, uh, <laughs> for illustrative purposes, you know, they'll spend $300 at a bar in a weekend, mm-hmm. but then $500 for an e-course, you know, the world is falling apart <laughs> or right. it's a no brainer to have cable or to have the ultimate cell phone plan. Cause really we could all have prepaid phones. Let's be honest. Or yeah, use Wi-Fi true. at Starbucks. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, we have other options. But you know, when it becomes non negotiable for us, we make it happen. So I'd say, just like I had a proud money moment, anyone could have a proud money moment just when you feel you're in control. And you say, hey, look, I had some options. Maybe you don't want to travel the world. Maybe you don't want to live on the beach. Some people really hate feeling sticky or like double sided tape. My lifestyle disgusts them. Mm-hmm. Go for it, snowbirds. I'm with you. Okay, <laughs> love whatever you want. The idea here is Hey, it, you just get what you want and know that it's possible, that it's Absolutely. not the money that's holding you back. That, that's really what I'm saying. It's not the money. The money's just a tool. It's just like if you needed mm-hmm. a tool to build a house, you go to Home Depot, you buy it, you can go get more money. Big whoop. It's, it's you who has to want it. And if you have purpose, like you'll hear many times in this podcast, 
you have everything you need to make it happen. Absolutely. Amen. And an amen and an amen again. <laughs> I have to say that. Who would you say influenced you most in the area of money? Oh, my goodness. He is so influential in my house. I give him a nickname. And <laughs> his name is Wally, but it's not, his name is not really Wally. It's Wallace D. Waddles. He is the author of The Science of Getting Rich. It is okay. such a practical book. I'll have to, I haven't was, read that one. That's oh, my God. One. I literally read it every single day. You will love it. And okay, I lie. Sometimes I listen to it. <laughs> but, it but it plays every single day in my home. Not because I'm dense or something. Some people are like, why on earth would you have to read a book every single day? It's because I discover new things in myself, not in the mm -hmm. book every day. And it's a very powerful book. It's I think it's 99 cents. <laughs> it's really inexpensive. But it has so no helped me make thousands and tens of thousands of dollars with just very simple and practical concept. And there's a second book, if, if it's okay, I'll say it quickly. Sure, it was, sure. When my husband and I first got married, you know, I, I just wasn't very business savvy. I was really raw and green. I was just like, we need to get married. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you that I had this big background in corporate. I mean, I was a student and then I was a business owner. I just jumped in the deep end. And he, he and I were talking about adoption. You know, I've done a lot of work around the world with orphans and I've worked with thousands oh, of them. It's just, I'm really passionate about mission work. That's another reason why I'm passionate about having time. And he, he and I were just talking about adoption. And he's, then a few minutes later, he recommends a book to me. So here's, here's how I was thinking. He says, read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And I had just been talking to him about adoption. So I thought it was actually a gay parenting book. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, this is weird, but <laughs> I'll read it. I don't even know if gay parenting is a thing. I figure if you're a parent, you're a parent. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. The point is, I read the book, even though I didn't understand why. That's the thing about being coachable. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to convince me or build the case or nag me for years to come. He, we were just talking about something I thought it was super weird. <laughs> like, it would come out of nowhere. Or that he would even have the book, you know, because... We don't have any kids. He doesn't have any kids. So why would he just have a parenting book on him? So for many reasons, I have a gazillion question marks, but I read it anyways. <laughs> and it changed my life. The book was instrumental. It opened my eyes. It really validated a lot of things I was feeling about employment versus being a business owner versus being an investor. And sometimes your coach or a friend or even a webinar where you buy nothing from, but you still got some great nuggets from the training mm -hmm. will tell you things. I encourage you, if you're really dead serious about your goals and the person talking to you has what you want, then do as they say. Don't understand it. Don't even believe in it, honestly. Don't even wait till you're not afraid. Just do it. Just read it. Just follow the steps. And go. when you go as far as you can see when you get there, you'll be able to see more. And so I read a supposed book on gay parenting, which had a huge impact on me and really opened my eyes. And after that point, never again... Did that, by the way, the book is by Robert Kiyosaki mm -hmm. for someone who's listening. I'll put, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll Ooh, put those awesome. books. You're yep. such a lady boss. <laughs> but you know, just Jen is going to share things with you maybe on this podcast, or maybe I said something, or maybe your coach is going to say something that you just don't understand. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Don't wait until you understand it because you might never understand it as a theory, but you'll understand it in its practicality. Mm -hmm. So just be coachable and do something right before you do it better. And trust me, you, you just can't fail at that I point. I hear you. I hear you. So which of those would you say is your favorite money book 
Or do you have another one that you say Wally. is ultimate? Hands down. Wally. The science of getting okay. rich. His name is not Wally, but when you're so intimate <laughs> with someone, you hear his voice oh, every that day. That is too you funny. You become close. <laughs> Maybe you should send him a tweet and just say, I, I call you Wally, you know. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> See what his response is. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been amazing, uh, Eileen. I just can't say enough. Now, I know you know this podcast is all about making money simple and just really taking control of it. How would you finish this uh, sentence, sentence or phrase? Her money matters because. She is worth it. Love it because you are for sure. Well, Eileen, it's been such a pleasure. You've been phenomenal, seriously phenomenal. And I tell you again, if you haven't done motivational speaking, you should uh, because it just really, you can tell it just, <laughs> you need to be in there. <laughs> so thank you so much, Eileen, for uh, joining me and uh, the Her Money Matters podcast. It's been really a pleasure having you. Thank you. You're a wonderful host, and I'm excited to hear all the other episodes you have in store for us. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again, Eileen, and we'll be in touch. What did I tell you? Wasn't Eileen an absolute superstar? I don't know if you could tell, but she had me, for lack of words, speechless at times, as I was really in awe as how she communicated her perspective, the analogies she had. It was just amazing, and she really had a way with words that I truly, truly loved. And so I had a little trouble putting my words together at times. Hopefully you didn't notice, uh, and if you did, that just stays between you and me. And if you didn't notice, there's no need to re-listen to the episode just to catch me on that, all right? Good. Today, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Krista Wells, a life coach in Connecticut. She's also known as a military spouse coach. Anyway, she recently was in a special meeting with this big financial services company. And as she is a big fan of my mission to help busy women like you with your personal finances, she literally told them how and why they should work with me. And they definitely had some aha moments. Of course, who knows how it all will evolve. The point here is that I am grateful for fans uh, like Krista. So thank you, Krista. Now, today's, in today's episode, my, my biggest takeaway was what Eileen talked about on finding purpose in your goals. Because if you have purpose, you have everything you need to make it happen. That definitely aligns with how I coach and I tell my clients to find the why behind why you want to achieve a, a particular financial goal and how it's so important to be not only super specific with this why, but also within your financial goals. So let's say if your goal is to uh, save $10,000, just throwing out a number out there, and you would want to write down not only the number, but what it would be for. So I don't want you just to save $10,000 just because it sounds good. What would this $10,000 saved in your account mean for you? How would it make you feel? What would the money be used for? So t when you have a moment, take five minutes to do this with one of your particular goals that you want to achieve. And to really keep you accountable, just head over to the blog post of this particular episode and let me know what you came up with. All right? 
So that is it. Let's wrap it up for today. I want to thank Eileen Harris for being with us and just being so transparent and sharing such an amazing story and also thoughts and perspectives that I, like I said, I really love how she has a way with words. Now be sure to check out the show notes on where to find Eileen and more uh, at jenhempill.com forward slash 009 for episode nine. Again, that is jenhempill.com forward slash 009. Now, if there is a specific topic you want me to tackle, or if you have a question you want me to answer, send me a quick email or leave, there is a uh, option to leave me a voicemail message. And you can do that by going to the show notes, which is again at jenhempill.com forward slash 009. And just know that I would like to use your first name. And if uh, you leave a voicemail, I would love to uh, play the voicemail message on the show since I love to give shout outs. So if you rather not for me not to mention your name or play your voicemail message, be sure to clearly state that. And I'll just in I won't mention your name. I won't play your message. I will just address your question or your feedback and so forth. All right. Also, don't forget, if you are enjoying this podcast, please take a few moments to subscribe on iTunes. Leave me a review. Uh, This will make the show more visible on iTunes, which, of course, translates with for me being able to help other women like you. If you can help me on my mission, I would so ever appreciate it. So thanks again for joining me and we will chat again next Thursday. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast all about making your money management simple and practical. For being a VIP listener, I have a special free gift for you. It arises from a question I get most often, which comes down to feeling lost and having no idea where to start. That's why I created this Jumpstart Your Money mini guide to help busy women like you finally start with a clean slate and take the action you need with your budget without the overwhelm. You can find it at the end of each episode at jenhempill.com forward slash podcast.